0: Money FM 89.3 Best of Breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3.
1: Good morning. Welcome to the US Markets Wrap. I am Sean Chiang. Stocks continued to climb overnight on the second day of trading for the week, as Wall Street passed through another round of inflation data in search of clues on when the Fed might ease monetary policy. So all three major indexes have touched intraday 52-week highs, so we saw green across the board. In fact, the S&P 500 hit its highest intraday level since January of 2022. So the S&P 500... It closed up about half a percent to hit 4,644 points at the close. The Dow Jones Industrial Average similarly climbed by nearly half a percent to 36,578 points, and the Nasdaq Composite popped to the upside by about 0.7 percent. And these gains saw the Nasdaq Composite finish at 14,533 points. The VIX is meanwhile just above 12 dollars. And also worth noting is November's consumer price index, which uh, we saw a rise on that for 3.1 percent year year and a 0.1% month-on-month on on this one. So, traders will now be turning their attention to the Fed's policy announcement. But ahead of that, uh, we'll be joined by Brenda Vingello, the Chief Investment Officer at Sandhill Global Advisors. Good morning, Brenda. Good morning. Good morning. So, how are you feeling?
0: Well, I think the stock market in the United Mm -hmm. States is in a good mood because... The CPI report today, I think you could have, um, you know, poked some holes in it in terms of being a little bit on the disappointing side. But generally speaking, to have it be flat month over month isn't isn't so bad. But I think a lot of people would have liked to see a little bit more improvement there. Right. But the market certainly <laughs> shrugged it off. Even bond yields came down a little bit, uh, which was a surprise. Um, so for now, I think, as you mentioned earlier, all IRS are going to be on the Fed tomorrow. Um, and in particular, I think there's going to be a lot of scrutiny put on the dot plot, which we haven't seen a dot plot projection since September. Uh, So we'll see how closely that aligns with where the market is is pricing now in terms of um, rate cuts next year.
1: Right. So first up, what do you make of this reversal in the market sentiments? Is this the center-class rally that investors have been hoping for?
0: Well, I think a lot of it and really all of it, you could argue, has been driven by the significant decline in long-term interest rates, where the 10-year Treasury reached 5% at its highest more recently and then fell all the way back down uh, to less than 4.2%. So that has been a pretty monumental move in a very short period of time. But I think a lot of this um, also stems from a huge change, uh, change in narrative where in the third quarter, we were looking at an incredibly strong GDP quarter where GDP ended up growing more than 5%. That caused a lot of consternation about just how high interest rates would go. Uh, But then uh, after that, we had a a good Fed meeting uh, where Chair Powell effectively said they're happy with keeping rates where they're at to understand the impact of what they've already done. And that was followed by October's CPI report, which came in better than expected. So that completely changed the narrative to one of a soft landing scenario being more likely uh, early projections for GDP for this current fourth quarter are well below the 5%, looking at around 1.5%. So seeing, um, you know, not seeing an economy that's overheating by any means, uh, but still seeing one that's relatively healthy.
1: So you mentioned the CPI report. This, of course, coming at a time when investors are trying to end a strong year on a high note. To what extent Mm -hmm. will the pickup in the underlying inflation in November reinforce the Fed's intent to keep policy rates in restrictive territory for longer than expected?
0: Sure. Well, I think the one significant impact or the significant category is the shelter category. And that's where we saw over 70% of the increase we saw last month came from the shelter category in the core number. Uh, But that was not true in October, where we saw a little bit more improvement. And we know that in the real world, uh, shelter prices are not going up more than 6%, which is what is being reflected in the CPI report So I think investors can look at that and say, this isn't really a real number. Uh, But unfortunately, in November, even if we excluded that shelter category and looked at what some people call the super core, Mm -hmm. which eliminates food, energy and shelter, there was still an increase versus last month. So we saw some categories like medical care, used cars and trucks that increased more than I think people would have liked to have seen. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I do think the general movement in inflation will be lower and I expect that more of it should come from that shelter category. It's just been an, an incredibly frustrating environment that we haven't seen more improvement in shelter when we know that rent is not rising 6% in the U.S. anymore. Or lots of other Ancillary measures of rent show it increasing over to only 2 to 3%. Um, so I think it's just a matter of time before that category really starts to have more of an impact um, in, with showing improvement in inflation.
1: Well, according to a uh, Fed survey from on, by CNBC, rate cuts... Uh uh, there's an increased chance of a soft lending and lower inflation on this one. The outlook for next year is, of course, looking up. So on the issue of rate cuts next year, what will the Fed's roadmap look like, assuming that Fed Chair Jerome Powell still has the memories of 1970s in his mind?
0: Yeah, I think that's a very important question that we'll learn the answer to tomorrow when we get the dot plot survey coming out. But the last dot plot showed about a half a percent of rate cuts happening next year. There's a big disconnect between that dot plot and then what the market's implied uh, probability of rate hikes looks like. So at the end of the day today, there's a 61% probability of more than 100 basis points of rate cuts next year. So those two things are quite different, and I would be shocked if the Fed's projection released tomorrow, showed 100 basis points of cuts next year. Because if we look at the data, which they're always arguing, they're very data dependent. Mm -hmm. Job market is still healthy. Inflation is improving a little bit. (laughs) Not not even as much as we'd like to see. It's moving the right direction, though. But it doesn't really argue for a significant rate cut next year.
1: Okay, so Brenda, why are the Fed's uh, interest rates changes taking so long to affect the economy? And uh, how long will those effects linger after inflation's back on track?
0: Yeah, I think that's been one big surprise uh, during this rate cycle, but I think there are a lot of factors at play. One, there was a significant amount of refinancing of housing um, that happened during 2020 and 2021 in the United States. That's the largest. That's the area that most people have the most exposure to to debt and to interest rates is in their homes. Mm -hmm. And most people refinance with a 30-year mortgage at a very low rate, so they're not going to be impacted by interest rates moving higher. And 40% of homeowners own their home outright and don't even have a loan. So that's another nuance. As the baby boomer generation uh, retires and and that generation has a significant amount of savings built up, they should be okay. I think the real worry becomes on the corporate side, where if we look at the global bond market, there are over $6 trillion of global bonds that are maturing next year that are going to need to be reissued, and they're Mm -hmm. going to be reissued at higher interest rates. So I think over time, we will start to see more of an impact from rates, but it is very lagged this time around. But in part, it's because... We went from one extreme to the other with incredibly low, historically low interest rates to one of the fastest rate hiking cycles in history. And I just think it's going to take more time uh, for that to catch up. But I I would expect that looking at next year, that we will start to see more of an impact from higher rates. And the other nuance to consider as well is that even when the Fed does lower rates eventually, I don't think they're going to be going back to zero and the Fed held the Fed funds rate at zero really for the better part of the last you know, 13 years or so. And so we're going to be a little bit of a new normal uh, with interest rates that aren't likely going back to zero. So that's going to mean that a lot of financial projects that may have made sense uh, during that time may not make sense anymore if you're talking about having to finance um, a project with higher interest rates.
1: All right. And so we talked about extremes. Let's take a look at U.S. crude oil prices. This has been extreme. it was uh, Mm. like $100 before, six weeks ago, now it's around Mm -hmm. $70. it has been dipping. So as traders worry that the Fed doesn't have inflation under control just yet, and of course, uh, we've seen a a backdrop of seven-week streak of losses on on oil as well. So would you say that confidence in the oil market has shattered?
0: Well, I certainly think we have to ask, you know, why oil prices did what they did in the third quarter. And I think there was um, kind of a deliberate um, move to try to increase prices by limiting supply in some areas like in Saudi Arabia. But in truth, you know, the United States is a pretty large oil producer as well. And I think that we've seen prices come down, which is, I think, a really positive, not only for the US, but for the global economy in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is certainly a positive. And while for now, it's only going to impact headline inflation, eventually if prices stay where they're at, they'll filter through into some measures of core inflation, things like transportation, where those higher energy prices get passed along, uh, so I think this is good news uh, for the inflation story globally. Um, and if we look at other parts of the world like Europe that have been grappling with very high inflation as well, uh, this is it's welcome news to see that oil prices are have come down from their highs.
1: Right, that's very insightful. Thank you very much, Brenda. Thank you. It's my pleasure. We've been speaking with Brenda Vingello, the chief investment officer at Sandhill Global Advisors. This is your US Market Swap on Money FM eighty nine point three. I'm Sean Cheong.